1: Let me tell you. Eventually, when I gained back my confidence and when I became daddy issues, guess who reached out to me to become friends with me again? That bitch. <laughs> and then the next day, I like looked her up on the internet, and she was trying to start like fashion blogging brand or something. And I was like, of course, you haven't changed. That is who you are. Cool, cunt. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Hollywood Improv. Let's make some noise! Just a couple quick house rules before we kick things off tonight. Please keep all table talk to a minimum. Now, with that being said, please put your hands together for Almost Adulting with Violet Benson! It's
1: Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen in the big sis you didn't ask for, but need welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost. ready hi Hi. (laughs) Um, do I look as good in real life as I do on Instagram thank you oh my god I of course I would miss my own entrance I'm late to everything I didn't even know I was on my name is Viola Benson Welcome to my show Almost Adulting. I'm assuming most of you know who I am if you don't, you're here in accident, so don't leave. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just gonna go with it. so thank you <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, okay, I like this area, okay, I'm gonna stay here. Clearly, as you can tell, this is my first show. Could be my last, depending <laughs> how I do tonight. So bear with me, but that's fine. I figured if I'm gonna fail, at least it will be tonight with you guys. So thank you so much. Normally, my first times don't really work out for me. Um, my first kiss, the first time I had sex, the first time I had anal, <laughs> the first time I tried weed, it was laced with PCP. The first time I tried meth, I mean in itself, that sucked. So I just feel like in general, if I've already done meth, there's only up from here. So <laughs> I am excited for the show. I do think though, one mistake that I have done in the past is kinda, I have a thing where I set the bar too high and I'm always like, this is gonna be the most amazing thing ever. So if I was like, hey, are you ready for the best show ever? like Is this going to be the best show of your life? I hope not. I mean, (laughs) I hope you guys are going to set your standards a little higher, but thank you. If seeing me is like the best thing to happen to you right now, what's up with that? I feel (laughs) bad for you. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like I used to be so into just you know, raising the bar too high, and then I set myself a failure. Like, for example, when I was younger, I used to be what you call a pick-me-girl. Now I'm a recovering pick-me-girl. Because, you know, daddy issues. <laughs> and basically, I used to do this stupid thing where I would tell guys, like, you know what they say about Scorpios? And they were like, I don't care, whatever. You know, I'm just trying to have sex with you. And I'm like... Scorpios are, like, really good at sex. <laughs> and they'd be like, cool, let's go. You convince me because, you know, guys, you really don't really have to say much to convince them to have sex with you. You just have to have a hole and be willing. <laughs> so <laughs> that really worked out for me. So now I kind of like to set the bar low. So that's why I kind of like to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or like, we'll do our best. And then everyone has really low expectations. And then all I have to do is like give you one mid advice. And everyone's like, you know what? This was great. Like, she wasn't that bad. <laughs> so, like, that's what I'm kind of going with for my first show. So, I am very thankful that you guys did make it here. I really posted about it only the last week. This was really last-minute thing. We wanted to test it out. And the cool thing about this, since I'm a very sentimental person, is that, um, you know, a lot of experiences, you will never have the same experience twice, and this is definitely one of those experiences. So thank you for being my first time in my audience. So So August, for my podcast, Almost Adulting, previously known as Too Tart to Be Crazy, it's all about breakups and cheating, so I did want today to record an episode about friendship breakups. By the way, if I make eye contact with you, you guys don't always have to smile at me, I kind of feel bad now. I kind of feel like you guys don't know what to do, and then I'm sorry to meet to point out you, but it's like every time I look at you, you're like, like you're doing good. I'm sorry, it's, I just don't know where to look. So yeah, I wanted, I was thinking to have this episode about friendship breakups. Because I do think that's one topic people don't talk about as much. And that topic can be very hurtful because we don't really have songs about friendship breakups. We don't really have a lot of movies where you get to experience what it's like to divorce your friend. And a lot of times, especially as we get older, when we go through friendship breakups, people just tell us to kind of get over it. So we don't really have a minute to process this. I thought this would be a good episode. But... Before we're gonna talk about it, I did have some thoughts about some other things that I wanted to talk about. So I did have some thoughts about manifesting and being confident, and I wanted to first talk about that because I'm really passionate about it. Because I think in general, especially for women, and I feel like there's mostly women here, although thank you for a few of the men that showed up because they're trying to get laid. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, so I did want to talk about when it comes to confidence with women, because I think in general, sometimes it's hard for us women to feel confident in society because people tell us to be confident, but then they're like, don't overdo it, because then you'll be cocky, or they'll tell us to be assertive, but then if you're too assertive, you're kind of a bitch. Or they say be flirty, but then don't be too flirty because then you're asking for it. Or if they say be sexy but not too much because then you're a slut. And they tell you to love yourself, but like don't love yourself too much because you may overstep on those other people's toes who are kind of insecure and for whatever reason you have to care about their feelings. So there's definitely that issue. And I think that's part of my whole brand where I try to talk about being confident. I mean, right now, I won't lie, I'm definitely feeling jitters. But, I did have a shot of alcohol before this. Thank you. But, you know, women were taught to sacrifice and be nice and because they always tell us, you know, good girls always reward at the end. But that's not true. That's why I believe that you should be confident because if you don't believe in yourself, how the fuck do you expect anyone else to? So that's why today I kind of want to talk about confidence, because people do, on the internet, in DMs, always ask me if I'm actually this confident in real life, and the answer is that, yeah, I am. (laughs) But people don't understand that, A, I was always this way, but B, confidence has nothing to do with looks, and that's where people get mixed up, they think that... Well, if I was as pretty as this girl, then I'd be confident if I had her chest or ass or whatever. No, that's not where confidence comes from. If people depend on their confidence coming from their looks, then the minute they're rejected, if that's all they base it off, they are going to fall like this, and they're going to feel like nothing. Confidence has to do 50% is what you got, and 50% is what people think. So it's what I feel inside is what I'm going to project outside. And that's what confidence is about. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like I said, if you attach confidence to your looks, then you're gonna lose yourself real fast when you get rejected, because that's all you have to offer. I still have moments where I don't like the way I look, or I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, put Shamu back in the zoo. What is that? (laughs) Disgusting. And that's okay, but it doesn't mean that I forgot to love myself. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna be confident. And another thing that I learned when it came to confidence is that it doesn't mean you have to be the loudest in the room. I used to think that to be confident, I had to draw all the attention. I had to be the loudest. I had to like pop off if someone disrespected me. And in the end, I realized that it kind of just made me look like a fool. When you're the loudest, a lot of the time you look like an idiot. And a lot of times, you're smarter when you keep your mouth shut especially if you get an altercation with someone if you start yelling they start yelling and no one's winning but next time if someone disrespects you if you just completely just calm yourself down take a breather first of all they're going to be like what just happened (laughs) second of all they're going to stop yelling because you're not saying anything and then you're going to lower your voice and you're going to start to talk calmly And when you lower your voice, then people listen. And then you can maybe take a step forward and you'll just say, I'm not interested in being spoken to like that. That's it. And I tell you, it's worked for me. And they'll never disrespect you again. And if they have, they will, then never speak to them again. But that's another thing. The third thing I learned when it came to confidence is that a lot of people confuse confidence with talking poorly of other people. And that's definitely a big type peeve that I have, especially when it comes to when we're younger, is women, if we're dating men, and then we tell those guys, like, oh, she's so this, she's so that, and we think that makes us confident. No, the guy does not give a shit what you're saying about this other woman. He's still going to fuck her at the end of the night. Like, it makes no difference. First, he'll have sex with you, and then tomorrow he'll have sex with this other girl. He, just, he still thinks you're an idiot for that, and he'll agree with you so he can have sex with you. That's it. So... That's not confidence. Confidence is all about knowing who you are, which took me years to get here. And that means that no matter what people will say about you, no matter how people will try to make me feel, because I know who I am, it's not going to destroy me. That's confidence. It's getting to the point that you know nothing's going to break you without your permission. You stop allowing people that are at war with themselves destroy your energy or your self-worth. People get really surprised where I don't get offended when people talk shit about me. When I've had fights with friends in the past, that's one of their go-to, is to be like one of my old friends was like, well, everyone hates you. And I was like, okay, and? Cool. Like, I don't care. Or she was like, well, you have no friends. I was like, lit. Cool. I knew that. It makes no difference. I have a cat. I'm cool. You know what I mean? Because the only way words can destroy you is if you allow them. And people don't want to admit that. But the truth is, is that we always have a choice. Every day, whatever we do in life, we have a choice. Whether we choose to be sad, we choose to be happy. And yes, sometimes it's okay to experience feelings. I would never tell you if you're feeling sad or anything, you should feel those feelings. I've learned the hard way that that's important. Because if you don't feel those feelings, that will destroy you later. I kind of look at feelings like a backpack. And when you keep harboring feelings inside, which I've done in the past. It's you're putting more and more books into your backpack. And eventually, it's going to get too heavy to carry this backpack. So eventually, you're just going to have to, you know, unpack. And that's the same with emotions. You have to unpack them. So there's nothing wrong with sadness or anything like that. But just like love language, a lot of times people show you love the way they want to receive love back. It's kind of the same thing with hate, which a lot of people don't understand. For example, my friend attacked me and she was like, Everyone hates you and you have no friends. It was silly on her end because A, she just told me exactly what I need to say to her to hurt her if I wanted to, which I didn't because I'm grown, okay? But A, she offended me in the way for whatever would offend her. She just wasn't thinking. So that's why it didn't hurt me because words don't hurt me. For me personally, what hurts me the most is the same way I would want to quote unquote hurt someone else. And how would that be? Is moving on with my life and not hating them, not loving them, being indifferent. It's like they don't exist. For me, that cuts. And I know if someone did that to me, that would kill me. Because if someone yells at me or is mad at me, I'm like, wow, I upset you so much. You care so much about me that you are reacting this way. But if someone's like, I don't care if you live or die, I'm like, fuck like that kills me so this is toxic advice but next time if someone wants to hurt you and they do something hurtful to you that is a hint of how you can hurt them back I shouldn't give this advice that's very (laughs) but anyway we're healing so obviously we're not gonna be doing that we're better than that okay But when I did go through this friendship breakup, the way I knew that I grew up as a human being is that after I was ready to let her go, after she said what she said, I just told her, are you sure you want to go there? Okay, this is where we part ways. It's honestly scary to part ways with me. Ask some of my friends that are here. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh But I knew that I was confident enough in myself and I grew as a person. After we parted ways and she went out of her way to try to hurt me from her words to her actions, I didn't allow it to destroy me. But then two weeks later, I remember I ran into some people that knew her And they were talking really badly about her. They were like, oh, yeah, she's the worst. She's like a pathological liar. Um, I've known her since she was a kid. And, you know, the old me would have enjoyed it. I was like, hell, yeah, someone else can validate my feelings that I'm not the bad person here. And instead, I felt sorry for her when they were saying all these bad things about her. A, I was like, wow, she must be hurting for so many years. She's been the same person for so many years. And, yeah, in a way, validated how I felt towards her, but yeah, I felt bad for her, that she has so much more of a journey ahead of her, and I didn't want to talk badly about her after that, and I remember I ended up texting her, which really even surprised me. I was like, fuck, I hate growing up so much. (laughs) I texted her, and I told her, listen, based on what happened between us, I don't see us ever becoming friends again, because, you know, I'm setting boundaries, but I want you to know that I do forgive you, and I want you to not think about me anymore or hold on to me because I wanted to be part of your journey to know that you can move on. And she thanked me. I don't know if she meant it or not. Doesn't make a difference to me. But I feel like that is part of growing up where you can be sad about letting people go and still know that it was the best decision.
2: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car.
1: So there is a story when it comes to confidence, there's a story about a guy and I think we've all experienced this, you're dating a partner and there's always been that one partner that you talk to and whatever reason, when they talk about their ex, their ex is the most beautiful, amazing person ever. It's like when you hear about this person, you're like, is this a unicorn? Like who the fuck is this person? You know what I mean? They sound like amazing to the point that you're almost cheering for them to get back together. Or you just think, like, fuck, if, if the ex came back in their life, I would understand. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead, I get it, because I'm nothing compared to that person. And then one day you find out the first letter of the name of the sex. <laughs> That's all you needed. <laughs> and you look it up, you find them. I'm within five minutes with your friends on Instagram. And then you see, and physically, the person is average. Not even in a bad way, but in a way that you're like hot because you imagine the most beautiful person you ever think of and the person is okay. And that's where it kind of hits you The looks have nothing to do with confidence. The ex walked around like they were amazing, like that this person deserved to be in their presence and then that's exactly how your current partner was looking at them. And that's the best example that I can give you when it comes to confidence. It's how you carry yourself. I have the most beautiful friends and they're the most insecure people I've ever met. So it's nothing to do with looks, I've learned that. So it's you walking in a room and knowing that your presence is known and if you can't do that, then wear fur. Fake fur, fake fur. And... (laughs) Oh man, Um, okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is manifesting. Okay, I'm a big believer in manifesting. Not everyone's into it, blah, 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 blah. But I was reading this thing about how you should just start saying like, fuck being realistic. Cause you know, every time you dream really big, whether it's somebody left you and you're like, they'll come back and people look at you like, bro, they have a new wife, like move on. And you're like, you never know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I hate when people tell you, oh, just be realistic. Like, what does that even mean? Be realistic is for losers, okay? So <laughs> I realized, that I was reading about this, whether you want to get a new job or you want to get your ex back, let's say someone left you, and you're, you think there's no way this person will ever come back in my life. And that's okay. You don't have to tell other people Because you may look a little psycho at this point. You know? You don't have to tell them they'll come back because you don't know how it may happen, but it could happen. So you would just have to tell yourself, you know what? I am the exception. I'm not the rule. I'm the exception. Because even recently, I had a talk with my sister. (laughs) My sister's laughing. I talked to my sister, and she was like, well, you know, it's like that movie, he's just not that into you. And I was like, don't. and she was like but you you know maybe maybe you're just the rule and I was like yeah you're right but then I was like fuck it no I'm not I'm the exception of course he's gonna come back of course he's obsessed with me because we create our own reality hello this whole life is we make our own reality like I never thought I'd be randomly here wearing fake fur talking to you guys (laughs) like what like what are the odds? I don't know. This was really random. You know, it just happened. So it's kind of the same thing. We create our own reality. So if you keep telling yourself that you're not special, that you suck, you don't deserve anything, that's what you're going to get. But if you tell yourself that you are great, and I'm not saying you have to walk around telling everyone, like, hey, I need you to know that I'm amazing. Oh, you're having a, ba- a bad day? Too bad. Because look at my tits. <laughs> you know? So obviously, like, read the room. But I'm just saying, tell yourself that you're great. Tell yourself that you're amazing. Tell yourself that you're the exception. Because what's the worst that can happen? Either this person will actually come back because you're creating that reality. Or they won't. And by that time, you already forgot. But you walked around with so much confidence that you attracted someone new into your life. Someone did um, teach me this. It's actually really interesting when it comes to manifesting is that when you wish for things and you're constantly longing for something so let's say you're like i really miss this person i can't stop thinking about them that's actually stopping you from manifesting it because you keep thinking about them not being here you keep longing for them so that means you keep manifesting that they're away whether it's a job a friend a vacation money whatever it is so instead you kind of have to think about like they're gonna call me tomorrow and then you kind of have to let it go someone told me about this before it's the phone call analogy so A, first you manifest and you're like, this person's going to call me, they're going to beg for me back, blah, 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 but then you have to stop because if you keep thinking about them nonstop, you're holding up the phone, and anyone that's born before the 90s, I think, you remember a dial tone phone, so it's the same thing, you keep holding up the phone, so then they can't call you, they can't think about you, because you're holding the phone up, so it's busy, so that's why you're like, they're gonna miss me, they're obsessed with me, they love me, duh. And then you hang up the phone, so you have to stop thinking about it, and that's when you move on with your life. And that's usually when suddenly that person hits you up, oh, I've been thinking about you, I can't stop thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. Right, obviously you can't stop thinking about me, I'm amazing, you know? Duh, idiot, what took you so long? <laughs> so I actually have a great example about it that I'll just share. I mean, we have time. <laughs> what, are you, what else are you doing with your life? <laughs> so, last year, I liked a boy, and then it didn't work out between us because I didn't know what I wanted, and when I didn't know what I wanted, he walked away, which, you know, smart king, blah, 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 good for him. It's actually exactly what I taught you guys on my last episode where I said, If someone doesn't know what they want, you leave. So it kind of sucks when your advice works against you. (laughs) So then, of course, when he walked away, um, which took me like two weeks, a week or two to realize, because I was so self-absorbed without realizing, I was just like, wait, are you ghosting me? That's literally, that was my text. I was just like, oh, I'm just thinking about how cute we are. And then I was like, wait, are you ghosting me? And yeah, he was. Imagine trying to ghost someone, and it takes them two weeks to even realize. (laughs) It's crazy. I know. So anyway, um, we stopped talking, and then, of course, the minute someone parts ways with you, you're just like, oh, my God, what if he was the one? I mean, if he was the one, it would have worked out. But instead, I was like, what if? And I couldn't stop thinking about him, but unfortunately, he didn't have social media, so basically a ghost. I deleted his number, because I always delete guys' numbers when I stop talking to them. So I couldn't do that. We had no common friends, and I had no idea where he hung out. So I <laughs> genuinely knew nothing about him. It sucked. It was so sad. And that at the same time, when this happened, I was also not sure about my podcast. I was kind of over it. And I was in talks with some agency, but I just wasn't feeling it. So... I was longing for this other person because nothing else was working out in my life or that's what it felt like. So it was kind of like that validation, like if I get this guy, then I'm worthy because nothing else was working out. And that's actually research when it comes to ghosting. Research shows that people with lower self-esteem get affected more by getting ghosted than people with higher self-esteem, they care less. So at this point, I didn't understand this part yet. So I'm just thinking, fuck everything else. I just..." If this guy wants me, this is it. And at the same time, he was also, he was signed with a different agency, an agency called UTA. A lot of people may not know what it is, but it's a pretty dope agency. And even though it's talking to an agency just as good, in my brain, I was like, if I sign with the agency he's with, then I'd be worthy, then he would like me. That was just like my thought process. But I didn't realize that I was randomly manifesting that. I started thinking about this other agency and I was kind of manifesting in my brain without realizing, you know? And then a month goes by, I'm still obsessing over it, I'm thinking about it. And then one day before I let it go, I was sitting there and I was just like, well, I'm gonna go to Aspen for New Year's. Wouldn't it be so funny if I randomly like ran into him? <laughs> and I just imagine in my head like running into him in Aspen where I would ski, Mind you, again, I have no idea who his friends are. He has no social media. I don't know where he hangs out. And, like, we're in L.A. What are the odds that you'd be on vacation for New Year's somewhere? And I just imagine it happening. And then I also imagine me signing with this agency, UTA. But then I was like, whatever. And then I finally dropped it. That same night, I go out with one of my friends, and she introduces me to her friends. One of the girls who's here tonight, she works for an agency called UTA. But at this point I'm so over everything and I'm just thinking about this guy, I'm not even processing, like this is maybe the universe is trying to hint something. And she goes, yeah, I work at UTA and I'm like, cool, whatever, I don't care. Like (laughs) I'm not even processing, you know, what are the odds? Because before I didn't know anyone that worked at this agency. So I don't know, I didn't really care for it. Then afterwards her and I continue talking and she's like, I think you really like this podcast agent at UTA. And I'm like, (laughs) whatever, who cares? Like, you know, the universe is literally at this point like throwing in my way, and I'm like, whatever, I don't, not now, I'm thinking about a guy who doesn't like me, okay? (laughs) It's like the universe is trying to keep opening doors for you, but you're focusing on the wrong thing. So then eventually, finally, I drop it, I let it go, and two weeks later, a week later, I go to Aspen, first night I go in, the next day I'm hanging out with my friend, and now I haven't thought or spoken about the boy in two weeks. And then I'm sitting there with my friend in Aspen, and I randomly bring him up, and I go, yeah, this guy, he goes to me. Obviously, I didn't say why he goes to me, because it'll make me look bad. So, I was just like, you know, men, they suck. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, he goes to me. Um, I still think about him sometimes, but it's whatever, fuck it, yeah, I don't care. And she's like, okay, cool. Then we go to where people are skiing or whatever. I sit down with her, and then I feel someone staring at me. And I look, and it's the guy in fucking Aspen smiling at me with his friend. And I'm like, I thought I was imagining this, because, bro, I literally manifested this moment. I haven't seen him until now for two months or heard from him. And now he comes up to me, and he's like, hey, how are you? And I, was, I go, what are you doing here? Because <laughs> I was, like, so freaked out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we did hang, end up hanging out in Aspen, but guess what? We hung out that night, and I longed for this guy for two months, and the first thing I got drunk, I look at him and I go, you know what? I can't fucking stand you. <laughs> point is when someone walks away maybe keep it that way (laughs) you know so that hasn't changed for me because that wasn't the conclusion of my story to this he wasn't the one for me because clearly for whatever reason he brought up the worst side of me and maybe when I didn't know what I wanted is because I didn't feel safe with him and also I wasn't right for him but that same trip that night I was crying because I lost my gloves and nothing was working out for me And I run into the agent from UTA that I was supposed to have a meeting in two weeks from now, my actual current podcast agent. And I run into her, I'm in tears, I'm like, I'm shrooming, and I lost my gloves, and like, nothing is working out. And she's like, hey, we're supposed to have a meeting in two weeks. And I was like, whatever. And then she tells me the agency she's with, the agency I longed for, and then she tells me her thoughts about me. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I can't trust anyone. I feel like really been let down all of last year. And then she just tells me exactly what I needed to hear. And then she goes, can we please just have a meeting tomorrow when you're sober? <laughs> 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 and I was like, bet. OK. So the next day, we had a meeting, January 1st. And that was on my goal board for 2020 to be with this new agency, UTA. And in the end, I didn't get the guy, but I got the agency, UTA, who's actually is the reason I'm here today. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so again, like in my last episode, sometimes the love story has nothing to do with another partner. Your love story has to do with yourself. Sometimes you have to, you know, go through these heartbreaks or chasing the wrong things to kind of open your eyes to the right things. So that was really cool, you know? And me and that guy actually were cool with each other. We're friends. I would still have sex with him. (laughs) But I said it quietly because I was like, what if anyone I've ever dated is in this room? I didn't want him to hear that, but I don't think so. So thank God. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I don't know. Basically, in conclusion, manifesting is real. I created my own reality. I had no idea how to connect those dots. It seemed very unrealistic for me. But I'm also an immigrant where English is my third language and right now my whole talent is speaking. So anything is possible. If I can do it, if I can squeeze my tits into this top, you can do anything. You just have to believe in yourself. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't realize. Thank you. Okay. So that's all you needed. Just believe in yourself and it's okay. Don't tell other people what you're up to, but you can tell yourself quote unquote lies if you want to, whatever makes you feel good. (laughs) So again, someone dumped you. If you want to get a new job, tell yourself you're great. If you want to tell yourself a loser, then guess what? That's going to be the reality you're going to create. And then if you're going to tell yourself everyone hates you, then, yeah, people are going to start feeling uncomfortable being around you because that's the energy you're going to be projecting. So be careful how you talk to yourself. It it matters. Um, Okay. so now I want to finally dive into friendship breakups. That's what this episode was supposed to be about. So I was going to ask you guys some questions and you can raise your hand if you've experienced this. Has anyone here ever gone through a friendship breakup? Okay, so many of you, um, have you ever been the one to dump your friend? Okay, Les, have you ever been dumped by a friend? Okay, have you ever been ghosted by a friend? Aww. have you ever ghosted a friend? <laughs> um, do you still miss the friend you're not talking to? Okay, so many of you are heartless, okay. Koala. Cool. <laughs> not something to be proud of, but okay, go off. It's called therapy, you guys should invest in it. Um, have you ever dealt with a toxic friendship? Okay. Do you think you were ever the toxic one? Okay, so some of us are in denial. (laughs) Yeah, again, therapy, it works. (laughs) All right, um, does anyone have examples of what they think a toxic friend is? Okay, we have someone. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. My name is Ali. Um, a toxic friend is somebody who would only reach out to you at their convenience and when, whenever it's in benefit of them. Yeah, that's actually on my list. Good job. Yeah, exactly. That is a toxic friend. So does anyone have a story of going through a really painful breakup with a friend? Yeah? Do you want to come up here and tell it? You're taller than me. I'm
2: very <laughs> tall. <I
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you?
2: I'm six feet tall. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, oh that's why. My name is Sarah, hello. Hi. Sarah? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was friends with this, uh, with this girl. I won't say her name, it doesn't matter. Um, but we were friends and roommates for a really long time. Um, and I remember after a while, things started to get a little weird. There was this weird time where I had this guy that I was interested over for drinks, and she was so rude to him and terrible, and I didn't really know what was going on, so I told her, like, that sucked. Like, why the fuck did you do that? And it turned into this huge argument that ended with her telling me, you make me feel small because you're so confident you I was, you're so tall. Yeah. Cause I'm so big. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, always looking down. No. And that, that really sucked to hear. Cause I was like, well, what do you expect me to do? Talk less? Like probably not. Um, yeah. And for me, the friendship ended when I went through a huge lot. I lost my father at the be- beginning of the pandemic. We were roommates at the time when, <laughs> when I was getting ready to fly back, I remember she texted me and said, uh, I don't think you should be hanging out with your boyfriend because he doesn't live with us. So make sure he's like not around when, when you're getting back. And I was like, yeah, my dad just died. I think he'll be around however the fuck right. much I want him to be around. Um, anyway, so that was the moment where I kind of knew like, we're, we're done. Like we had to still live together, but we're not part of each other's lives beyond roommates at that point.
1: How did you, did you tell her? No, I don't.
2: My, so my thing is, unless it comes to a head and it has to be said, if you treat me that way, I'm just going to back off. And then we, I will kind of like jellyfish out of your life. Like I'm just gonna oh, goodbye. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. So yeah, we were roommates, and then she moved to New York, and I was like, see ya. And we haven't talked in like a year. So. Do you ever think about her? Very occasionally, actually. Occasionally. Sometimes, yeah. Like sometimes I'll think about something she did or said, and I'll be like, wow, yeah, she was kind of shit. <laughs> it's good that we're not friends, and then I kind of move on.
1: Yeah do you do you feel like you handle that correctly Would do you is do you still handle things like that or have you tried to communicate
2: um so my my policy is that if i feel like the person will learn something or there's a chance that the relationship could be saved then i will talk through how i'm feeling but in that case i was like so you are so like kind of self-centered that you're not able to see that like i just lost my dad (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know. It it was yeah. you know.
1: Like I think that was probably too sharp for you to even consider a friendship with her. Yeah, over that, that it was yeah.
2: a it was a kind of a door slam moment for me where I was like, We're not gonna be friends anymore. We have to live to it wasn't rude to her. It's not like I treated her like crap after that, but we weren't friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her things about my life, she didn't tell me things about hers and then we just yeah. moved on. If I had a serious problem with a friend or I thought they were a person who could handle a conversation, then yeah, I would do it. But she was like it's very delicate. Glass cannon could not take what she could dish.
0: Or yeah. Dish out, so. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: But you know why she told you that you made her feel so small?
2: Because, you because know, I'm tall. No. Because <laughs> I'm a big lady.
1: Because <laughs> you're tall, yeah. No, no, it's because a lot of times we think that people owe us something by how they make us feel. But a lot of the time, if you make me feel a certain way, I'm projecting. And I'm choosing to allow you to make me feel this way. So if I'm telling you, you make me feel so small all the time, it's because secretly, that is actually how I feel about myself. has nothing to do with you.
2: Yeah. I'm, like, a very good friend. <laughs> like, that's the thing, too. Like, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I, when I'm friends with someone, I, like, really care about them. And so I knew that it wasn't me making her, yeah, that's my friend Katie. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. I knew it wasn't a thing about me. And I think that's, that was a big moment for me where I was, like, wow, we, our friendship is not what I thought it was. Because I don't want to be around someone who, like, if I'm happy and confident, they feel like shit. That's yeah. sucks for both of us. Like, I don't. I'm not into that so yeah well
1: that's good that you parted ways in such a clean way
2: yeah i'm proud of you thank you means a lot. do you want a hug oh yeah oh. Oh, sweaty.
1: <laughs> thank you. bye sarah oh, <laughs> you guys are so sweet <laughs> um yeah i i think i can definitely relate to uh, sarah's situation i remember Years ago when I was younger, um, I had a really hard time talking about my feelings to anyone when I was really closed off. And at one point, so awkward with my sister here. But uh, (laughs) at one point, I remember our mother was in the hospital for something and I didn't tell anyone and I had to, you know, to go visit my mother in the hospital on my birthday and I just kept it to myself and my quote-unquote best friend was the only one that was aware of this and I remember I forgot what she was mad at me for but she was like, you see, why do you think bad things keep happening to you? (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I forgave her because I, to be honest, because I didn't feel so great about myself, I believed her. That's... That's a scary thing also when you don't have confidence, is that someone that tries to bring you down, if you don't know who you are, they may confuse you about your own worth. So that did, I believed it, so I stayed friends with her, but let me tell you, eventually when I gained back my confidence and I grew up, when I became Daddy Issues, guess who reached out to me to become friends with me again? That bitch. And she's just like, oh my God, I miss you so much. We should hang out, and I didn't respond. And then I find out, I like looked her up on the internet, and she was trying to start like, fashion blogging brand or something, and I was like, of course, you haven't changed, that is who you are, cool. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so some signs of toxic friendship. Number one, if they're always starting drama. It's always something. Every time you go out, someone looked at them the wrong way, something's happening. And if they're having a bad night, you better have a bad night too. And if you don't, they'll make sure you will. You know, that's that. Number two, like she said, you give more than you receive. It seems like every time you guys talk, doesn't matter what's going on with your life, they don't even ask, it's just about them. It's kind of like, oh my God, something else happened or some drama, whatever, it's just, the world revolves around them and you're just lucky to be an extra in their movie. Um, Number three, they disrespect your boundaries because good friends care about your boundaries and they understand your limits. Whether it's you need space, whatever it is, they get it. Toxic friends, on the other hand, they believe that they're exempt from your boundaries. You know, well, like, well, this time I'm going through an emergency. Well, guess what? Your toxic friend is always going through some emergency. So they're always exempt from your boundaries because they're so special. So they need to always have you on their beck and call. Call. Fuck. (laughs) Over this. Um, Number four. They make themselves a constant victim. So, for whatever reason, it's always everyone else. Everyone hates them. They're all. Everyone else is always at fault. They're always the victim. I don't know why bad things keep happening to me. I don't know why everyone hates me. Why does this always happen to me? They're just a drama queen. They're all telenovela, and it's always everyone else. And they always embellish their stories, or they completely change the narrative so it fits their story. Sometimes you hear them talking to other people about something that happened, and you're like, what? Like, I was there, that's not what happened, but that's how they see it, that's their perspective, because always the victim. And with toxic friends, like I said, they're always in a crisis, and they take up all your time, all your energy, and then they want to drag you down into their drama, because it helps them contribute to the narrative that they're going through something, you know, dramatic or extreme number five how do you feel after you finish hanging out with them supportive good friends especially when you get older and you have less time is you feel uplifted you feel inspired you feel good you feel happy you feel relaxed all these emotions but if you're with them and you feel trapped drained sad angry suffocated unhappy all these emotions then you know You should pay attention, because as much as you think you're doing someone a favor, you're not doing yourself a favor. Those emotions are harboring in, and research shows that it's important to pay attention to the five people who are in your life the most, because you become like those people. So if you're continuously surrounding with someone you can't stand, or negative energy, as much as you think you're doing them some favor, eventually you're going to pick up some of their habits, and you're gonna start acting like them or you're gonna walk around with so much negativity in your heart, you're gonna start being negative towards other people, so it matters. Pay attention to who you're surrounded with. You wanna be around people that inspire you to be better, not people where you just wanna talk shit about them every time they're not around. Which brings me to the next one, number six, is you don't even know why you're friends with them and no one else around you does either, (laughs) you know? Like for me, I know when a friendship is not working out for me personally, when I feel the need to want to talk about them. For me, I believe if you have friends, you should only say the best things about them. And when I start to have this feeling of like, I just want to complain about them to someone, that kind of rings a bell in my brain like, something's wrong. Because now I'm just harboring anger towards them. I'm talking shit about them, which by the way, it makes you look bad. When you walk around talking shit about other people, then those, you seem untrustworthy. Because I'm not gonna trust you if you're talking shit about one of your best friends. Cause I'm gonna assume you're gonna do the same about me when I'm not around. It's not a good characteristic. So I think it's important to pay attention to that. So normally, when I start to feel the need to want to talk badly about someone, that kinda tells me, okay, is it time to take a step back? Or is it time to part ways with this person? Um, And then the last one is you're constantly fighting. So whether you're in a relationship, or in a partnership, or work, whatever it is, research shows that you need to have five good interactions for every one bad one. So that means if you have one fight, which by the way, fighting, arguing, all those things, are actually healthy to, to build a relationship, friendship, or partnership. But when I say fighting, there's And Michael's, who's texting me right now? It's rude. Hello, if you're not here, then we're not friends. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, um, when it comes to fighting, people also get that mixed up. If you want to have a good relationship, having quote-unquote altercations is good and positive. It just means that you have to fight towards a relationship and towards making up. So if you're constantly fighting, more than that one time, and now every time you see each other, first it was three good interactions, then two bad ones. Now it's like four bad interactions, one good one. That's like a red flag. And it's telling you, it doesn't mean that this person is toxic. It means that there is a disconnect between you two. And that's the problem. I think people overuse the words narcissist or toxic and all that. And a lot of people sometimes think that if someone's quote unquote toxic for you, that means they're a bad person. A lot of the time people are toxic, to you at least, they don't know that they are being toxic. They don't, a lot of times people don't even know if they're going through a really hard time. I remember a couple of years ago, five, six years ago, I was going through really hard depression and like I didn't know until I wrote some poem and the next day I woke up and I read this poem and I was like, holy shit, this girl, I don't recognize her. And I was like, oh, I'm going through it. So a lot of the time you kind of, instead of just assuming this person wants the worst for you, kind of like shit, what if they're going through it? So it's your choice whether you want to tell them or it's your choice if it's too much and you know they actually don't want to grow, they don't want to learn, and you can take a step back. Or it's your choice to completely remove them from your life. I mean, you only have one life. is not to save everyone around you. Trust me, I've constantly tried to save people and then I'm drowning and, you know, I'm running on empty. So you got to put yourself first. So there's There's nothing wrong with wanting to part ways with people, but I have learned to change my definition of what toxic is, because a lot of times, whoever I think is toxic for me, I'm actually toxic for them. And I also realize that people are constantly in different stages in their life. So I used to think everything was black and white. So if I was done, bless you. So if I was done with a friend, I thought you know, that meant forever versus being like, this person loves me. There's a lot of positive, but we're going through it. And right now, I'm going through so much, I can't, I can't be the friend this person needs me because I need to fill my own glass up first. And it's not being selfish, I have to take care of myself. So you kind of part ways in that regard. And eventually, when you're in a better place yourself, then you can be there for someone else. Because again, we're mirrors of other people that we're around. A lot of the time, if I walk in a room and I'm like, that girl's so fucking annoying. You know what's happening with that girl? She's really loud. Guess who else is loud? (laughs) Me. (laughs) So I'm annoyed with this girl because she's exhibiting traits about me that I'm embarrassed about. Or sometimes I don't love it about myself. That's a lot of times what happens. So a lot of times we think, oh, this person's so toxic. She's this and this and this. In reality, everyone that's around you are people that have similar characteristics, whether you're dating these people or you're friends with them. We mirror people. So we're in a really low place. Most likely, we're attracting other people who are lost. Moving on, based on this, everything I said, do you feel like you guys do have some toxic friends in your life? Yeah? Do you think you may be that toxic friend? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Um, after, after all this, do you, are you gonna drop your friend? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, <laughs> text them right now, I wanna see. <laughs> Tell them it's over. Okay, that's what I thought, lies. Um, okay. Moving on, some of you may have never experienced a toxic friend because you're a liar, and that's okay. And most likely, if you've never had a toxic friend, it's because you are that friend, and that's okay too. But many of you have, have experienced, I'm sure, an amazing friend, that ride-or-die friend, the, you know, the one that you can go months without seeing each other, and then when you see each other, it feels like you're just picking up from where you left. And those are the best kind of friends. So I kind of wrote down signs that you have a ride or die bestie and then you can decide if uh, you can relate, if you have friends. If you don't, that's okay too. <laughs> Me neither, Okay. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> um, okay. So here are some signs you have a ride or die bestie. They're not afraid to tell you the truth. Like if your mustache is out of control they tell you, that's a good friend. Um, they encourage to support your life choices. Even if it means, you know, it's been a long winter and you wanna put your ex-boyfriend's penis in your mouth, they're like, fine, I get it, okay. But they're such a good friend that they hate your ex more than you hate their, your ex. You know, that's a good friend that just like hates them. A bad friend is someone who ends up hooking up with your ex. Which maybe I've done in the past, just kidding. I would never do that. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. You feel like you can always crash to their place if you don't want to be alone. You guys have inside jokes and your own like language. You're always like, I'm so crazy. Like, <laughs> take a picture of me. I'm so crazy, you know? Like, those type of friends. Um, You guys literally can understand each other without speaking, blah, blah, blah. You guys hate the same things because nothing brings people closer than hating the same thing. Ask the people I went on vacation with two weeks ago. Twenty of them hated me, and I think that really brought them closer. So, that was cool. (laughs) They take pictures of you if you're, like a narcissist like me, I guess. Um, They know everything about your crush, and they look them up before you. They accept you for the weirdo that you are. They know all your darkest secrets, so that means you guys have to be now friends forever. They stick around in the good days and the bad. They never judge you because they love you. Um, You never dream of trading them for anyone else. And they're happy for your good times, and they're sad with you for your bad times. So the person you're currently thinking of is your ride or die bestie. So be thankful for them, you know, that they're in your life. But now, imagine that they're gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's over, sorry. (laughs)